If you will tonight, I want you to open your Bibles to the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings, chapter number 4, if you will, 2 Kings, chapter number 4, and I'm going to begin reading in verse number 8, and I'll read down through verse number 10. And uh, I want to, I love, I love uh, Bible characters. I, I, I enjoy studying them. And uh, one thing here recently that I have uh, been reminded of that's been so exciting in my heart and my life that in many, many instances it's the ones that you never know their name that mean the most to you. You take that little girl, that, that maid, that testified to Naaman's wife, that did such a great job and ultimately brought about a great healing. That little boy that with the five loaves and a few fishes that, that helped fed a multitude. Uh, that woman that came to Jesus, a Syrophoenician woman, that we don't have any idea who she was, but displayed great faith and and saw her, saw her child healed. There's just, there are just so many uh, unnamed individuals. And I was sitting there thinking about that and, and thinking about the idea of who they are and what they meant to me. And I, I don't, don't you know, this may not be the answer for you, but I, I, almost, uh, I almost thought to myself, well, Lord, why didn't you give them a name so we can know who they are? You know, we know about David as our brother preached. We know about, uh, we know about Elijah, Elisha. We know about Saul. We know about uh, Paul. We know about, we know multitudes of these great individuals. And I, I don't know why it is, but it's, it's, it's almost like the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And he said, you know, I didn't give them a name because I don't want them rewarded by the praise of men. I want to reward them when they get in my presence. And you know, tonight it would be probably better to have His rewards when we get there than the applause of men in this world. The applause of men in this world. And uh, we have this story of this particular lady. And I want to begin reading, as I said, verse number 8. And I'll read down through verse number 10. I have just a word of prayer and uh, bring you the thought that uh, it is upon my heart tonight uh, for this time that we have together. Notice in verse number 8, the Bible said, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed through Shittim. Uh, there uh, was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passes by us continually. Let us make him a little chamber, and I pray thee on the wall, and let us sit for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be uh, when he cometh to us that he shall turn in hither. Let's pray. Our, our gracious and most kind Heavenly Father, Lord, we're 
indeed grateful for the privilege of being able to be here tonight. Lord, our hearts have already thrilled at, at, the, at the, the truth that we have been privileged to hear. And Lord, I pray that it will not be something that will be lightly dismissed in my own heart, but I, I pray in days that have come, uh, Lord, I may uh, draw from that well of truth that uh, will aid me and encourage me uh, uh, to be the child of God that I need to be. But Lord, I pray in just a matter of moments, uh, Lord, you know what you put upon my heart, and Lord, I pray that you would, you would help us tonight, Lord, uh, that you would bring to my mind the things that need to be said. And Lord, we'll love you and thank you and praise you for all that you're doing, for we ask it. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen and amen. I want to draw your attention to uh, verse number 8 just for a moment. And I, I want to draw your attention to a phrase or a statement that is made in that verse. Notice it said, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shittim, uh, where was, notice this, a great woman. A great woman. Now, uh, if you can, you want to look through the Word of God as best I can read and study and as best I've tried to find out, there, there is no other place uh, in the entire Word of God uh, that the word for greatness is given to a woman. Now, I know that talks about uh, the virtuous woman or whatever, and I know that and there are certain accolades that are given, but I'm talking about that phrase uh, where uh, it is listed or said that she is a great woman. But notice as I begin to uh, look at that, that word great uh, means great in any sense or, or uh, 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 translated there uh, in the life of one that is high or noble or mighty. In other words, uh, uh, here in the Word of God, uh, while we do not know her name, uh, uh, we know a characteristic about her. Uh, we know that, that, that she's noble, that she's mighty, that she's high, that, that, that as far uh, here as the Word of God uh, is giving forth, uh, uh, she is great. But the thing that, that impressed me as I began to look at that uh, is uh, I pointed out to myself, uh, uh, we need to know who's telling us that she is great. In other words, uh, uh, this isn't the accolades of her husband, while maybe her husband does hold her and should hold her in high esteem. Uh, this is not the accolades of her friends and, and her neighbors, and no doubt uh, she probably, by what we can see here, uh, has a quality repre uh, repre uh, 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 reputation. And, and in other words, when others look at her, no doubt they, they esteem her. They're, 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 in other words, her, her, her name is mentioned. Uh, immediately there, there are good thoughts uh, about who she is and, and what she's accomplished. But may I say, uh, it's not them, but it's God that uh, has this estimation of this woman. In other words, uh, God wanted it recorded in the Word of God. Wow, I'll not give you her name. Uh, God will say, uh, I want to tell you about her nature, about her character, about, about what I think of her. I think she's noble. I think she's great. I think she's honorable. In other words, uh, as far as my estimation of who she is, uh, I hold her in very high esteem. 
And as I read that, and as I, I thought about that, uh, you know, the Bible said, uh, the ways of a man are before the eyes of the Lord, and, and he pondereth all his goings. In other words, uh, it's not just this woman's life. It's not just one or two people uh, that we find here recorded in the Word of God. But the, fa- the fact that we need to understand tonight that is God is looking at your life. That God is, is uh, examining uh, your life. He's watching your life. You're under the eyes of the Lord. And He pondereth your goings. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, He's looking. He's estimating. He's, he's evaluating. He's looking at your life tonight. And I wondered as I read about this one, I wondered tonight if I could uh, step into the counsels of God tonight. If I could enter in the very presence of God tonight and I was be able to ask him this question, what would you say about me, Lord? What would your testimony be of me? Uh, how would you evaluate uh, my goings? Uh, how would you evaluate as you ponder, as your eyes uh, are out there uh, looking upon the sea of humanity? And you've, you've watched Bob uh, Sanders uh, as he's moved through, as he's lived his life. I wonder if, if, if Lord, uh, you could give me an idea. What is it that you think about me? Now, I want to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you tonight. I want you to think well of me. I want you to uh, somehow uh, be of uh, the, the idea that, that, that there uh, is something uh, worthy uh, of me. But I want to tell you tonight, I want to tell you, even if I can't please you, I want to say, I do want to please Him. I do want to please Him. May I say, dear friend, uh, uh, my wife's here, she can attest to thee but, uh, about this fact, but I want to tell you, I'm gold-oriented. I'm a gold-oriented person. Matter of fact, uh, uh, matter of fact, the only goal I've got is first place. Uh, you, you say, what do you mean, Brother Bob? May I say, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that, that fellow that made that little statement, it's not whether you win or lose, but how you play the game. Hey, a loser come up with that. Hey, I'll tell you, that, that's who come up with that phrase. Uh, you say, what do you mean, Brother Bob? May I say, I, I want to be, be pleasing. I, I want to succeed. Uh, I want to obtain. I want to tell you, nothing I can still remember uh, when I was just a little old boy. I was just about 13 years old uh, uh, in that neighborhood, and, and uh, I got interested in deer hunting, and, and I went down uh, to a local store there, and, and uh, they, had a, they had a used uh, a Winchester Model 100 uh, 308 automatic rifle. I'd go down there, I'd ride my bike down there, and I'd get down there where that, where that rifle was, and and God bless them poor old people. I stayed down there with, I mean, I left, uh, I leaned on the counter the whole day. Uh, can I see that gun? They knowed I couldn't buy that gun. And they let me have that gun. And uh, there was moose there. And there was elk heads and whatever. I killed everything around there. And I finally talked my dad in. I said, you need to go down there and buy that gun for me. You know what he did? The problem was he kept it and I got his old gun. But I never will forget, he took us out, and he had that 308, and had that, had that Winchester Model 94. And he took a box up there, and he took a quarter out, and he circled that quarter and colored it in well, with, a, with his pen, and he put, one, put one, one on one side of the box and one on the other, and we went up there and went up to my grandmother's, and he loaded that 308 up, and, and he laid down across the hood of the truck, 
truck and shot and then he put a shell in it handed it to me and I laid down across the hood and I shot and then he put a shell in that uh, that 30-30 and he shot and then I shot it and we walked off up there and he lifted that Brother Smith I never will forget he lifted that box up uh, and over there where that one circle was they, they was two bullet holes uh, about an inch apart and then all of a sudden looked over on the other side where mine was and Brother Bob they was uh, uh, two bullet holes uh, about an inch apart and I never will forget he laid that big hand upon my shoulder and he said words uh, that I want to tell you uh, a king uh, couldn't have got more excited he said good shooting boy hey I want to tell you friend I want to hear my heavenly father Amen. say well done I want to have, uh, I want to have the esteem. I, I want to, I want to know that, that 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 this evening that that it's Him and Him alone that is pleased with my life. And here this woman is, may I say, uh, uh, she's caught the eye of God, and God has has examined her life, and God has looked at her and says, uh, "Well, I'll not tell you her name. I'll tell you what I think about her. She's noble. She's great. She's honorable." And I want you to know, I want you to know a little bit about her. Well, as I begin to think about that, I begin to ask myself the question, well, if those things are profitable in her life, they would be profitable in my life. In other words, whatever it is that is, has a cause to achieve greatness in her life, may I say, if I emulate them, if I apply them to my heart, surely God would esteem me to the same degree He would esteem her. And I begin to look and I'm sure there's many more, but, but, to, but to stay true to the text, I want you to notice, if you will, uh, some four things that, that I noticed that I believe that attributed to her greatness. I'll not reread them, but in verse number 8 down through verse number 10, I think the first element that marked her greatness was her hospitality. Her hospitality. Uh, you say, what it mean? What do you mean, Brother Bob? May I say, this, this woman was not marked by a self-centered spirit. May I say, it's evident that she was very well-to-do, that, 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 that she uh, had uh, no doubt later on in the story. If you want to read it, they, they were servants. They were individuals. Uh, may I say, the, this fellow was a farmer. May I, may I say, they had oxen. They had, had multitudes of, of animals there. And no doubt, uh, uh, she, could have, she could have called servants uh, to do what she was doing. But may I say, here's a woman with all the, uh, maybe the, the wealth, all the, the pomp, all the, uh, the, the notoriety, of that community may I say she had a servant's heart about her may I say you and I need to understand that, that God's looking for some folks with a servant's heart Amen. he's looking for some folks that, that, that it's not it's not all about me it's not all about, all about uh, what I need or what, what I want uh, hey I want to tell you we're living in, in a day and hour it's a me society Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, you shouldn't be like the Gentiles. He said, you, the one that would be chief among you, let him be your servant. The man that would be greatest among you, let him be your minister. The idea is there, those words bond slay. The idea here is, 
here's a woman that, that has a, a servant's type spirit, a hospitality. You say, well, what do you mean? Well, notice, I, I, get, I, almost, get, I almost laugh when I read this. You say, what do you mean? Well, notice, notice the constraint of hospitality. Look at verse number 8. I don't want you to miss this. Notice the Bible said, and she constrained him to eat. Now, I, like I say, I, I get tickled at stuff like this. Uh, you say, what do you mean? It wasn't she went out and gave him an invitation. That, that's not what that word means. Matter of fact, that, that word literally there, uh, it means to, uh, means to fasten upon, to seize, uh, uh, to bind. Uh, the idea is, uh, uh, Brother Bob, she literally went out there and said, Hey, buddy, you're coming over here and eating. I've, 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 got, I've got everything fixed. I've, I've had it worked over a stove. I've got the best a meal I know to prepare. And I want to tell you something. You're not going down the road and, and eating some a greasy spoon. You're coming over here to my place. I, I want, I'm not going to let you uh, cheat me out of the opportunity of getting a blessing from God. I want to tell you, she was eager to serve. No, you'll have to forgive me, but I want to tell you, uh, I, I've, been, I've been in this thing for a while, and I want to tell you, I've been saved 60 years, and I want to tell you something, it's almost, uh, uh, it's almost like that, that, that story of, uh, of you remember the, those, uh, that, that Spanky and our gang, and they had that, had that old mule or horse or whatever, and they had that carrot that they'd run out and stick out. Hey, I want to tell you, it's almost like that was Christians today. If you want to want to get them to do something, you've got to you've got to prime them, or you've got to you've got to put a prize out there. Hey, I want to tell you, this woman here, here she is. Uh, uh, there's a constraint. Uh, uh, there's a desire. There, there's a. But notice this: not only the constraint of hospitality, but notice the choice of hospitality. You say, uh, who did she choose? Look at verse number nine. She said uh, under her husband, "Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God." In other, words, uh, when, in other words, I'm sure she did uh, stuff for a lot of people. But I want to tell you, uh, she selected, she looked out over there and she said, uh, I'll tell you who, of all the people that we could be good to, I want to be good to the man of God. Amen. Best I can tell, it talks about double honor. Best I can tell, it talks about, matter of fact, uh, if you'll trust my reading, uh, uh, you don't have to turn, but, but let me read it to you. Uh, it's found here in 1 Timothy uh, chapter, chapter number 5. Let me, let me read it to you, chapter number 5 and verse, uh, verse number 17. And let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially them that labor in the word and in doctrine. Uh, later on, the Bible said, and listen to this, uh, as, uh, as we have opportunity, uh, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them of the household of faith. Now, I'm not trying to be mean. I want to tell you, we ought, we ought to be kind. Uh, we ought to be generous. Uh, we ought to be helpful. Uh, we ought to go out of our way uh, uh, help everybody we can help. But I've got news for you. If there's one crowd that we ought to help and we have to turn somebody down, we ought to take care of our church. You say, I don't believe that. Well, evidently, I must be misreading this thing. 
Hey, I want to tell you, we ought to, we ought to look for an opportunity there. In other words, there, there's that, 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 that constraint of, of, of hospitality. There's that choice of hospitality. But I love this. Notice in verse number 8 through 10, there's the continuance of hospitality. In other words, hey, I want to tell you something. Even an old sourpuss one time can make a, make a bad mistake and be nice. I mean, just every now and then, they can't help themselves, it happens. But I want to tell you, this woman, it's not just a single event. In other words, this is not just something that happened one time. Notice, notice if you will, of the season. Look at verse number 8. As oft as he passed by. In other words, I don't know how many times he traveled that road. I don't know how many times he went up and down. But I want to tell you this. This is what I do know. Whatever the season was, when he got there, I want to tell you, there was a table there. There was some bread there. There was a meal there. I want to tell you, the season of hospitality did not come to an end. But notice this. I love this. The size of her hospitality. You say, what do you mean? In other words, she was, she was interested in a perpetual growing opportunity of hospitality. First time he shows up, all he gets is a meal. But you know what happens? It ain't very long. She's saying, hey, I tell you what, we can do more. We can build him a room on the wall. And then when we build him a room on the wall, we'll put him a bed in there. And hey, while he's in there, I will make him a little table. I put him a stool in there. We'll put a candle in there. Hey, I'll tell you what, I will make it to whereby every time he passes by, it'll not that he has to. He wants to stop here because we're doing the best we can to take care of him. Hey, I want to tell you, we ought to seek every opportunity to take advantage of, of, uh, of the hospitality. As I said, in spite, in, in spite of the fact uh, uh, she's got servants, uh, may I say, here she is. Uh, uh, she's got a servant's heart. Hey, I want to tell you, uh, you know what thrills me? What thrills me is the times uh, that I've been here among these folks, Brother Bobby, and I see a servant's heart, those uh, that just want to do something for the honor and the glory of God without being patted on the back all the time. May I say, she caught the attention of God because of her hospitality. But then notice in verse number 11 through 13, she caught the eye of God because of her humility. You say, well, what do you mean? Well, I'll sort of, I'll sort of paraphrase, not read the verses. But, but you know, uh, uh, Elijah, I think I see a characteristic Elijah I like. That's the characteristic of appreciation. Appreciation. Here's this woman doing something for him. And there's a lot of folks that, that, and maybe this brother was alluding to it a while ago, folks that don't want help, don't need help, and what bothers me is when you do help them, they're so inconsiderate of what, it's sort of like, well, you know, that's what you folks, you know, there's folks out there, I hate to say this, there's, out, those folks, there's folks out there in the world that's not part of the church. You know, got, they got a mentality that the only thing the church exists to do is take care of them. But you know what I love about, about Elisha? He, he's going in there, he's looking around, he's seeing the benefits, uh, he's looking at the hospitality of this woman, and he says, you know, uh, she's not asked for a thing. And, and, and all 
of a sudden she says, he says to, uh, to his servant, uh, he says, uh, uh, call that woman in here. Uh, bring, her, bring her in here. I want to I wanna, I wanna talk to her just for a moment because I want her to know I'm appreciative. I, I want her to know that I'm thankful for what she's doing. I want her to know that I'm thankful for the, for the soup. I'm thankful for the, uh, for the crackers. I'm thankful for the pie. I'm thankful for uh, what, what others have labored to provide and give me as a, as a man of God. And so he says to her, well, let me ask you a question. Would you like for me to speak to the king in your behalf? Uh, you know, maybe you, uh, you feel like that maybe you don't have the social standing that, that you could have. and uh, Maybe you'd like to be elevated. Maybe you'd like to have a place uh, in the courts of the king. Or maybe you'd like to be recognized uh, in some way. Maybe I could do something. I'd be glad to talk with the king. I've got enough pull. I'd be glad to do that. And she said, oh, no. No, I don't think I, no, I'm not interested in that. He said, well, you know, uh, I could talk to the captain of, captain of the host. In other words, uh, uh, maybe, maybe uh, uh, your, your husband would like a, a commission or uh, maybe you have some legal matters that uh, need to be taken care of. Uh, maybe there's somebody that uh, maybe you've been having problems with. Hey, I've, 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 got, I've got pull not only with the king, but I've got pull with the captain of the host. Uh, I can talk to him. Maybe is that what we could do? And she said, oh, no, no, no. I, I don't think there's anything like that that, that I, I want you to do. Now, I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss this. But I want you to notice her answer. Her answer there after the opportunity of, of maybe royal uh, pomp or, 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 or problem solution or, or, or enemies taking care. Maybe, maybe any of those. She says, uh, she says, I dwell among mine own people. I dwell among my own. But you say, well, what's the difference? What, what's the difference? Let me, let, me give you, let me give you three definitions, then you'll understand. The word dwell means to sit down quietly and to remain still. The word my own people or people or congregation as a unit, particularly by my tribe. And the word among there uh, it means uh, uh, it's, a, it's an unused root word meaning to serve or be in the center of. Now think about what she's saying. I'd talk to the king for you. I'd talk to the captain of the host for you. I'd make life better for you. She said, no, I'm perfectly satisfied and content to sit down in the congregation of my own people and quietly serve. I'm content just being right here. Right where I am, to, uh, right, right with my crowd, right with my group, uh, I don't need any accolades. I don't need to be uh, built up. I, I don't need to be uh, any magnificent inroads uh, to let everybody know who I am. I, I just be, be tickled to death, sit right here, quietly, just quietly serve with my people. You know, the Bible said, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, you'll have to forgive me. You'll have to forgive me to give you this. But you know, I can remember. I can remember when I surrendered to preach, and uh, I surrendered to preach. And my pastor uh, and his wife, and another young preacher and his wife, and me and my wife went over to Jack Hudson's church in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I don't. I don't even have how many people to see. I'd never been in a building like that. And it was south wide. Well, I'll tell you how big it is. 
It was at Southwide Baptist Fellowship. It's so big that the that the that the uh, platform uh, is covered with curtains, and they and they pull they pull them apart back and forth. In other words, it's like a it's like a production when the thing opens up. And I went over there to Southwide, and I went into that building, and I seen all that stuff, Brother Smith. I looked around, and here I was. Uh, I mean, I hadn't been preaching but a matter of months. I hadn't preached probably two messages in my life. And I looked at that, all that going on. And you know what I said? I'll be here next year. May I say there ought to be the desire to grow. But I want to tell you something. The day in my life, that I got to the point that I was just happy being me. Preaching to the folks that I need to be preaching to. You say, you don't, oh, hey, I've, I've, I've had some opportunities, but I want to tell you something. I'd just, be, just rather be me right where God wants me to be, serving where God wants me to serve. Amen. I remember one time I was preaching for a fella he was bivocational. He was a was a fellow that worked for the post office. Had a little old church. Probably didn't have. I don't know what he run normally on Sunday morning, but during the meeting we probably didn't have over eight, ten, twelve people. And I never will, Brother Smith, forget what he told me. He looked at me and he said, "You know what I love about you, Brother Bobby." He said, "You preach to my eight just like you preached eight hundred. I want to tell you, it don't make no difference to me. I just want to be, I just want to be who I am serving among my people. In other words, there, there's this humility. But, but then notice, uh, not only did she catch the eye of God because of, of, of her uh, humility, because of her hospitality, but notice in verse number 14 through 70, because of her happiness. Because of her happiness, you say, well, what do you mean, Brother Bob? I, I want you to get this. Uh, her happiness uh, uh, was uh, in acceptance uh, of where God had put her and what God had done through her. You say, how do you know that? Well, finally, Elisha is getting, he's trying to figure out what's going on. Finally, he calls his servant in and he said, there has to be something we can do for this woman. And the servant says, well, I do know she does not have a child. Now I want you to understand something. Unlike our day, being childless in that society was a scourge. It was a black mark. It was as if God was not satisfied with that individual. And yet, in the context of the text, Brother Bobby, it was not her that brought up the need in her life or the desire in her life. In other words, you say, what, what are you trying to say, preacher? I'm trying to say, uh, here is a woman that would have been just as happy uh, with one or without one because she had come to the place uh, that happiness uh, was not in a change of circumstances or a change in condition, uh, but she was perfectly uh, content with whatever God wanted for her in her life.
But then notice lastly, not only did she catch his eye because of her hospitality, and because of her humility, and because of her happiness, but in verse number 18 through 20, 27, because of her hope. Because of her hope. See, she was a woman of hope. And that, that hope did not fluctuate. It, 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 did, not, it did not shift around. It, it did not move. But her hope lay in God and God alone. It, it didn't matter what it was. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, whatever the need is, whatever the, uh, the time is, whatever, whatever it is, in other words, she, her hope was based in God. You say, well, what do you mean? In other words, her, her hope was based uh, even in the blessed times. Now, you know the story. I'm going to give it to you. You know the story. She had the child. I don't know exactly how old the child is at this point, point in time, uh, uh, but, but he's able to at least go to the field, but yet he's small enough to sit in her lap. In other words, I don't know the exact age of, of how it is, but you know, the, the, ultimately the time comes that the boy gets sick. Ultimately, uh, they brought him back. Ultimately, he, uh, he actually literally dies is what happens. And, and so uh, here she is, uh, and uh, uh, she's uh, going to seek out the, the man of God. And notice in verse, uh, verse number uh, 23, uh, uh, she uh, goes to her husband, and, and uh, she tells him, uh, I want you to get a servant. I want you to send me. I want to pray you. One of the young men, I wanna, I've got to go get the man of God. Now notice verse number 23. Don't miss this. This is her husband's testimony. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go? To him today. It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Now, I don't want you to miss this. When he brings the subject up, here's his question Why are you going to church now? Now, I know you'll be there Sunday. And I know you'll be there Sunday night. And I know you'll be there Wednesday. And I know you'll be there for the missions conference. And I know you'll be there uh, for, for whatever's going on in church. It's not new moon. It's not Sabbath. I want to know why you want to go to where you're going. You say, what do you mean? She had the habit to point that, that, that she lived in such a way that everybody knew, even in the good times, her hope was in God. God's where I'm going. God's my hope. It doesn't matter. It may not be bad. It may not be troublesome. It may not be uh, times uh, in which uh, things are, are, are turned upside down. But I want to tell you, even in the good times, uh, you know where you're going to find me? You're going to find me seeking God in the good times because He's my hope. But then notice, in the buffeting time, that's where her hope is. Verse 22, she calls and says, uh, says uh, to her husband, uh, Send me, and I pray thee, one of the young men out on the, uh, on the asses uh, that I may run to the man of God and, and come again. And then look, if you will, in verse number 27. And, and when she was come to the man of God, uh, uh, to the hill, uh, she caught him by the feet. Uh, but but Gehazi uh, uh, came near and thru, uh, thrust her away. And the man of God said, Let her alone, uh, for her soul uh, is vexed within her. And the Lord hath not, hath not, uh, uh, hath hid it uh, from me. 
and, and had not told me. In other words, you say, what do I mean? I want to tell you, she not only knew that her hope in God was in the good times, but she knew her hope was in God in the bad times. Everywhere she's going, she gets out there and she tells her husband, it's going to be well. Uh, the man of God sends Gehazia out there to intercept her, and he says, how's it with your husband? How's it with you? How's it with your boy? She said, it's well. You say, how can she say that? Here's what she knows. If I can get to God, it will be well. Her hope was in God. God looks down to the sea of humanity. And he sees a little woman with no name as far as you and I are concerned. But may I say she catches his attention. And he said, I want it recorded for the sake of posterity. While I will not tell you her name, this is what I tell you about her. She's great. She's honorable. She's noble. She is worthy of the fact that one day I will remember her and I'll reward her. Because she is a person of hospitality. She's a person of of humility. She's a person that's happy. And she's a person that has hope and in me and me alone. May I say, I believe tonight, Brother Bobby, that those characteristics reside in me as well as it did in her. I believe just quite big, possibly tonight that I too can hear him say one day when I step into the presence, well done. Well done. Hey, I want to tell you, I may not catch the attention of the world, but I do want to catch the eye of my Savior. Would you stand, please? Our gracious and most kind heaven.